Welcome to the podcast for 1776 Forward. We're the grassroots movement that's crowdsourcing activism for the cause of philosophical liberalism. Stand up. Speak out. Good morning. Uh, my name's Adam. This is Work and Donald. And we are here to discuss the 1776 Forward Project. Hello. Hi. Hi. So, Work, uh, you want to take us off? Tell us just a tiny bit about the project, because I think we're going to hear about it from uh, Chris and Joya. And uh, what drew you to it? Sure. So my name is Rourke Swady Stata. Um, I'm currently a junior at Vanderbilt University, and I'm also president of Vanderbilt Libertarians. So I just heard about 1776 Forward through Donnie. Um, Joya reached out to him, or rather college libertarians at Florida State, um, asking if he'd be interested. And after that, we both read the manifesto and we really connected with it. Um, and I've always been kind of liberty-minded. My parents are libertarian and objectivist. They didn't really push it on me, but I kind of found myself drawn to those ideas as well. So when I heard about the project, I was really interested because I'm always looking for new ways to engage in activism and push forward my ideas. Okay, that's great. And that uh, that manifesto is, we're going to put a link to it in the show notes. So nobody has to remember anything uh, by heart here. And uh, Donald, what about yourself? Right. So uh, yeah, just soundboarding off that, um, you know, Joya reached out to me. Uh, I'm chair of the College Libertarian Club at FSU. Uh, I've been doing that for, I think, my entire college experience so far. I'm a senior at Florida State studying real estate economics and finance. Um, and yeah, I basically read the manifesto and it really um, resonated with me and my values. So I was very quick to jump on board with this project. Um, and yeah, I've been involved with the Liberty Movement for about five, six years now. It'd be a little before I got involved in the uh, College Libertarian Movement at Florida State. And uh, what about you yourself, Adam? How about, how about you? Well, yeah, we didn't have a College Libertarian Club so far as I know. I was, you know, as a teenager, I was quite independent. I don't think I was, you wouldn't call me liberty-minded. And then when I was a sophomore in college, I read Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. I guess, I mean, I took a class in, in microeconomics, and then that led me to Ayn Rand via one of my dorm mates, and I never looked back. Her ideas really resonated with me. That was 40 plus years ago. And I've been uh, learning more about them ever since and trying to promote them where I can. Right. Yeah. Um, I grew up in like a very Bush style, uh, hardcore Republican household. Um, so I've kind of always been more on the free market side. My parents generally were always very uh, skeptical of government oversight and government regulation. Uh, so I think that probably planted the seed in me a little bit. Um, but it wasn't until I moved away uh, to Texas um, 
that I really started to branch out. I, I grew up in Orlando um, and I moved to Texas right before I graduated high school. And I really started to branch out and do more reading. Uh, and I discovered um, the, the philosophical foundation for libertarianism being the non-aggression principle, uh, basically having like mutual respect for your fellow man that I don't think that I know what's good for you, your life better than you know. Um, and that just really resonated with me. And I've called myself a libertarian and I've been, uh, you know, extremely liberty minded ever since I was like maybe 16 or so. Right. And as, you know, as the series progresses, we may find out about some differences between objectivists and libertarians. But, you know, one of the purposes of the manifesto, as I understand it, is, is to unite people who favor liberty and individual freedom and what I think. Yes, know, knowing what's better for yourself better than anyone else does. That is, even if somebody else actually really does know what's better for me than I do, as an adult, I'm going to resent them if they try and impose their vision on me. Yeah, I get, sometimes this is called self-government. Right. So, uh, Rourke, you have anything to add, add there? Um, not particularly. I mean, since you guys both kind of talked about your upbringings, I guess I'll mention mine. So I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area, totally opposite um, from the Florida that he grew up in. But um, yeah, I grew up in a very heavily democratic area. I was always interested in politics, but I always felt kind of like an outcast um, because there was not very much tolerance when I was growing up, especially in my high school. Um, but I was glad that when I came to college, it was a little bit less like that, which is part of the reason that I wanted to come to Tennessee. Um, and yeah, I'm majoring in economics and political science with a minor in Chinese. Um, so I've kind of kept that, my interest in politics going with my degree and yeah, I hope to someday, um, work in some sort of field tangentially related, related to law or politics or something like that. All right. Maybe. Yeah. I thought I might do something tangentially related to computer science and then I ended up, uh, it not being a tangent at all. Yeah, why don't you give us some more about your background and uh, tell us well, you know, where you came from? I also grew up in the Bay Area in Berkeley, which is you know one of the most uh, left cities in the United States. You know, starting uh, in the '60s and continuing on to today. My father was a professor of political science. He he taught at Berkeley. That's what brought us there in 1963. And he was on the left when he came to Berkeley, and he, he studied local issues, and he gradually came to realize that perhaps you know, what he had been taught in school about the effects of government programs at the local level wasn't actually accurate. So he changed his views over time. And he didn't, he didn't try to indoctrinate me in anything. And you know, a good thing, because I'd have probably done the opposite. But every so often when I'd say something especially foolish, he would kind of, you know, gently tease out of me why uh, the world might not be as uh, straightforward as I thought and why my ideas might not work as well in practice as I thought. And I think that that prepared me. Yeah, he actually had not read Ayn Rand until uh, I introduced her to him uh, some years later. 
but I think he, he laid the groundwork for my being susceptible to rational ideas. Right. And it wasn't until you started reading Ayn Rand when you were, I think you mentioned it, were you in college or were you a teenager? Yeah, yeah I, I was a college sophomore. I was 18. Right. And then that, that just led you down the road to liberty and you've been ever since. Correct. Never looked back, you know, for better or worse, but for me, it's been for better. For us as well. That's how we met. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we actually met um, at a conference uh, for libertarians, uh, Students for Liberty, uh, met the Southeast Regional Conference in September of 2018. Yep. Um, and if so, if it weren't for us being in the liberty uh, movement, we, we likely would not have met either. So likewise on our end. Okay, that's, that's great. And... I'm ready to wrap this up. Do you have any more uh, questions or answers, or should we save something for episode two? Uh, no, I'd say we save for episode two. Yeah, it was good to introduce ourselves to each other, um, get to know each other a little bit more. Yeah, likewise. And uh, thank you so much, and we'll uh, see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to join in the conversation, you can become a member for free and join our 1776 Forward community on Locals.com. See you there.